Hi everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Paranormal Among Us. I'm your host, Paranormal Paul. I am coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. There have been a lot of things happening in the sky above this state recently, and I thought it would be kind of fun to chat with the state director of MUFON Investigations, Debbie Ziegelmeyer. But before we get to that interview, I want to remind everyone to like and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss any new content that comes out. Also, if you or someone you know has a paranormal story to tell, whether they have seen a ghost, witnessed a UFO overhead, or witnessed a Bigfoot creature in the woods, please send me an email at paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. That's paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. And I would love to hear about it and possibly read it on a future episode. And joining me now on the Boomcaster interview hotline is from uh, Missouri MUFON, the uh, state director, Debbie Ziegelmeyer. Debbie, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I like that little alien guy uh, you have in the background. That is a prop, <laughs> not the real thing, right? Oh, a prop. He does talk. <laughs> oh, really? He says, yeah, he says three or four different things. Basically, don't be afraid. I'm here to invade your Earth. <laughs> <laughs> one of those items that comes out during halloween oh that's cool that's cool that's cool um so how how did you get involved with uh mufon um oh i could i i've always been involved in ufology since i was a child i grew up in thatcher thatcher safford arizona area uh so uh, that's where uh the vatican has a telescope now at the uh, top of uh, Mount Graham. So the sky was brilliant. Uh, I was a trekker. And one day in uh, 2000, star, uh, um, MUFON had a conference here. I was already going to MUFON meetings, but they had a conference in the St. Louis area in 2000. And I thought, oh, perfect opportunity to get more information. And I was so impressed that I joined, immediately became a field investigator. and. They had me from there. <laughs> now I'm, I'm on the board of directors and I'm an archivist. I'm the director of underwater research and recovery. Um, yeah, I noticed your um, your email address was a diver. Um, and so you, you there's a lot of underwater stuff here. Um, actually, in Missouri, yes. Uh, but across the world, of course, 70 percent yeah. of the earth is water. And I used my covid downtime when a lot of things were closed back a couple years ago and wrote a book the alien colonization of earth's waterways because being being the diver that naturally um people in mufon said oh you're a dive instructor and so i was getting all the dive information all the water information all the information about things coming in and out of the water and i started focusing in that area uh, missouri's got i believe we're up to 16 and still counting investigators and we all have our little specialty mine happens to be water and um i the book got huge because there was so much it turned into a little book about water into a um a reference guide but yes 70 percent of the earth is water one in five sightings are water related uh we it there's things we've been documenting coming in and out of our rivers we've got three major rivers here in the state of Missouri, the Merrimack, the Missouri, and the Mississippi, and a lot of our activity centers around those and around lakes. And of course, in uh, and we're going to touch on this again here a little later on. The uh, Piedmont um, being the UFO capital of Missouri, um, right. you know, uh, what's that? The Clearwater Lake down there. Clearwater Lake, right there. 
absolutely. Yeah. And of course, we have Lake of the Ozarks here as well. Um, right. And you know, I, you know, I don't know if our viewers uh, know, but the uh, the TikTok videos out on both coasts actually um, in San Diego, there were reports of those UFOs coming in and out of the water. So, yes. were you involved in any of that? Um, <laughs> no, no, not in. Um, I've that's part of that's in my book. The newer mm -hmm. items are not, but just a little bit. Uh, January, I was at um, in um, Catalina. What, you know, mm -hmm. staying on Catalina Island with my yeah. sisters who were also MUFON investigators from California. And we did see something, one little bitty anomaly. Uh, I'm not sure it could have been a meteor coming in, but um, I got it on video. But the, the fun thing about that is that there have been sighting there, sightings there in, uh, let's see, in 1992, I believe, they had over 200 sightings in one day of craft coming out of the water right around Catalina Island. Wow. And um, we talked to a gentleman on at the airport. We took the tour, went to the top of Catalina Island, and he said a crew had just left there that was taping. So I know there's a lot of activity in and around that area in the water and a suspected mm -hmm. underwater base. So that's also been an area of focus for me. Nothing's ever been found underwater uh, bases or anything, have there? No, not alien bases underwater. No, it, it's, it, I could go on forever on that, but it's kind of <laughs> clever. Uh, there's a documentary out right now that's um, The Terror in the Sky, and that was some of the people they are going to go, they've been out a second time to look at um, what's going on at Catalina Island. They got some video of um, an anomaly, some something opening up in the sky right off of Laguna Beach, and some of these white dots, that these white orbs that they were seeing, or some type of craft that they were mm -hmm. picking up, they saw those coming kind of going into that area so i think what's happening is these craft worldwide are going underwater and they're either i've i've got documented where there was a huge ship a quarter of a mile in diameter around puerto rico but i think there's maybe the floor base is opening up and they're going in there or maybe a mountain underwater is opening up mm -hmm. because uh, there's i think mount hayes in alaska has also had reports where the mountain just kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of, I don't know, like fogs a little bit, opens up, craft come in and out, and then it goes back into the mountain. Very mm -hmm. clever. They've got maybe a thousand or more years ahead of us in technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned Alaska. The uh, last uh, episode that I did, I interviewed a Theo uh, Chesley, who was a pilot out there, and he witnessed uh, what he thinks was um, a portal opening up or something um near a volcano i can't remember the name of the volcano in um near uh, anchorage alaska oh okay so and i've heard a, a ton of other stories of of stuff happening in the mountains of alaska too. but that's interesting that you um you, that you mentioned that um, yeah i've been diving in alaska and snorkeling in alaska but yeah i was diving in alaska looking found a lot of stuff underwater look water looks a whole lot like missouri only starfish you know, so no coral, it's too cold. But yeah, I have been diving, looking for things underwater in Alaska. Interesting area. And, and no aliens swimming around that you saw. Well, it's so deep. Uh, yeah. it, it just the the aliens uh, that they have seen underwater, ten foot tall, swimming around aliens in uh, the Russian area, you know, in Russia, in that area, Baltic Sea, Lake Baikal. They're ten foot tall. Uh, the most shallow we're seeing at one hundred sixty five feet by. Um, tech divers, I believe in, in the 1980s, 
from Russian, basically our equivalent of Navy SEALs, and they've had them, submarines have seen these things go by 1,300 feet, and that's way beyond my capabilities of 130 recreational. So right. it, they're under there, um, but if they're not going to detect them, you know, it's it's hard for a physical person to go under water with those kind of elements let alone there we have water trenches that are so deep our submarines mm -hmm. can't even go down there great place yeah. to hide they've been doing it for centuries yeah yeah and and it's i don't know if it's kind of odd or not but i mean government submarines I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't be reporting any findings at least we wouldn't hear about hear about them but you know it, it's interesting that, that no one's really taken a private submarine down and, and tried to to find anything or have they well, they have. Uh, they, oh, gosh, um, they've they've taken submarines a couple different times. Well, not submarines so much. Um, 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 underwater vehicles, underwater uh, mm -hmm. like UAVs, underwater mm -hmm. um, camera equipment. Over by Malibu, they did that a couple times. I think the last attempt, it was their cameras were cutting out. They lost control of it. Elements are pretty um intense in some of these areas that's yeah. why they're hiding there the trenches you know the trenches you know we've got several mile deep trenches that's a good mm -hmm. place to hide as far as taking submarines down um you know where do you go i mean there's a you know an area but if they're if it's hidden like in the mountains and other places you know you hear stories about how well i saw this wormhole open up um mm -hmm. jorge martin in uh puerto rico has a picture um, on his website where they it's opening up in the sky right over ponds and air this this area right in the sky and a craft has just come out then close back up again you know you have to be there right at the split second to get a picture let alone how do you try and access something that you don't have a garage door remote control to basically right. in our terms you know they're yeah. using technology and opening up and closing they're coming either interdimensionally or they've got bases with openings that we just we're not able to enter. Yeah. Plus, in the public, I'm not saying that some of our government officials don't have any type of that. And, and who knows? The people that are working with alien beings, you know, some type of, of um, alien race. Yeah. And, and we're not privy to it. Yeah. And we probably will never be privy to it. I mean, if, if the government will like to likely keep that secret. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so getting back to Missouri, I'm, you know, here in St. Louis and, and you're in Imperial, I think, which Imperial. is just south of, of, of St. Louis. Um, have UFO sightings been on the rise lately? Yes, only because of the cameras, because everybody's got a camera on their cell phone. And the interesting thing now is we just found out with these new iPhone, I think it's iPhone 13, they go back to 11 or 12 with updates we're getting witnesses that say i saw this i got a cell phone picture and it's not on it's not on my phone uh we have uh, one of our researchers actually a, a donovan he lives in illinois that discovered what was going on he um, he's a photo video analyst and he said that they're what they're doing now to make the background of the pictures this hd clearer is that when you take a picture they're stacking so there may be 25 different pictures, then the software is filtering things out and making you one good clear picture. And what it's doing is it's filtering out these UFOs that are people that people are seeing. He took a picture of a plane going by in the sky um, and in the background and it filtered it out. The plane wasn't even there. 
So wow. there's a way where um, I believe it's on the Missouri MUFON, MissouriMUFON.org, and then uh, I believe they're putting it on the MUFON website, but there's a way to turn those features off in your, on your phone now. It's not an easy thing to do. You can also go online and it'll show right. you how to turn those features off. But, oh yeah, we're a uh, tech, um, we're, we're catching more. And then the forces behind the tech that there were being sold is mm -hmm. um, eliminating that. So uh, we got, we got, yeah. we got to be one step ahead of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, nowadays with um, Photoshop and all the photo editing software, I mean, you guys have to really dig deep to to make sure that these aren't doctored pictures. I mean, go go back to the even the eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties. This stuff wasn't around, um, and it was harder to fake these. I mean, is that is that a big thing that people you know we're going to start faking these now? They did a while back, probably four or five years ago. They came out with all these phone apps. Oh, put and you know, you can put an alien in a tree, you can put an alien mm -hmm. in the woods, you can put these flying saucers. I mean, we had people that called up and said, There are aliens in my trees. And and I said, Email me the picture. And she emailed me, and there's these little aliens looking out of the trees. And so I had the app loaded because I knew this, and I went outside and I took pictures and put aliens in the tree. And I went, Oh, I have some too. And then I never heard anything back. <laughs> so yeah. we we uh, we don't get too many of those anymore. Very few because they know that we're too smart for that. People have yeah. actually become very serious about this. We don't we get very few hoax cases anymore. Mm -hmm. Ever since the government released those videos, um, it was uh, let's see, it was a a, a go. Let's see, uh, um, uh, Fleur. I do Gimble. all these. Gimbal, yeah, Gimbal and uh, Blur and um, Go Fast, Go Fast, Gimbal. Go Fast, yeah. And yeah. They were you know, the Nimitz 2004, and then the other one for January 21st of 2015 from the Roosevelt on the East Coast. And then they just had another recent one that I think it was from 2019 uh, in um, California again, in Southern California. Oh, and that was yeah. the one that was bouncing around the water. Okay. And I thought I saw one in Costa Rica, just kind of over the land. They, they just happened to be shooting um, down on 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 the ground, and a UFO or UAP just you know come zooming by. Oh, right, right by a military base. Yeah, yeah, they were shooting a military base, and this thing just flew by. Yeah, yeah, we um, get that. Um, We've had several Tic Tac reports. One from a police officer by the Jefferson Barracks Bridge here in St. Louis area. We've got really? video from 2011, I believe where they were going from Missouri across into Illinois and this thing went and just went by and the kid put his camera up and did it would did I think I took a I mean his phone took 11 pictures at a time just bang 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 and we got these shots of this thing still shots I mean it was wow. great and it wasn't I think it was last year followed last year we had a police officer that reported that in and he was at a stoplight and saw this the the same thing the tic tac go by we have had several other reports though well, Jefferson Barracks Bridge, that was first known for triangle craft, and now we're getting Tic Tacs coming back really? and forth. Yeah. And I live real close to uh, Jefferson Barracks, and I might just, you know, <laughs> spend yeah. more of my time there and just right. look in the sky. And the, these other two, these were during the day. Yeah. Both both those times. Well, we've had several of them, but those two in particular I mentioned were during the day. Now, this, this is going to be kind of a crazy question. Um, and... and <laughs> So, you know, ghost hunting is, is probably better off done at night. Is there any 
time of day for ufo hunting it's pretty much just you know random i mean you're lucky that you're you see it uh it depends on the area um you know like i said the the, the tic tacs during the day it, mm -hmm. the bridge but um in and around the the rivers and lakes it seems like that right after dusk if you set up your cameras right at dusk and you start watching the skies at dusk just maybe an hour or so afterwards we'll do some investigations it seems to me like 11 o'clock and there isn't anything anymore we're picking up strange lights we're, we're doing an investigation right. off of the highway 44 area and uh, you know in and around the merrimack caverns area we've been mm -hmm. doing an investigation there since 2018 and we'll start picking up these lights and we're using military grade night vision uh, the, and then we we go through, of course, we match it up against Heavens Above website and find out where all the stars, satellites, planets, everything is. And then mm -hmm. from there, we go to Flight Radar 24, find out where all the planes are. I have my flight radar goes back um, a year. Our chief investigator, Mel Van Vickel, his goes back three years. And mm -hmm. we can tell exactly what's got a transponder. So we're, we eliminate and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, that. You know, that's not on yeah. there. And once again, that's too close. It went through the trees and came right at us. I mean, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, you're, it's not a plane. It's not a drone when you can physically see this thing coming at you. So, mm -hmm. but I would say right after dark. And then a lot of times too, we're getting reports, uh, people going to work early in the morning, just as the sun's coming up. So maybe that 30 minutes just before the sun comes up is another good time. It's also good times to look at satellites too. So you have to be careful of that, but those are, it's a really good time. It seems a lot too that um, I'm picking up things lately in the south. I'd look toward the mm -hmm. southern skies. And I've seen the uh, International Space Station go by, mm -hmm. um, and usually that's on the news. That you know, if anybody wants to see it, it's kind of neat to see that go by. Um, yeah, I you can look what... at heavens above, or, or actually either heavens above. Well, not heavens above. So they'll tell you where. Mm -hmm. But there's um, some phone apps that you can get. You take mm -hmm. your phone app, and it's live um, GPS stargazing. They come, um, mine is called, uh, mine was only $2.99. I got an iPhone and it'll give you a, a warning of when it's coming over and it say, okay, it's coming over right now. And I run outside and take a look at it. It's a mm -hmm. uh, sky guide. It's sky a really guide. good to look at. And you can just put your phone up and it'll tell you what mm -hmm. everything is in the sky. And I have one called the Skyview Live. That's a, that's a free app and that, that shows a lot of stuff as well. And it also has the a space station on it too. But it doesn't give you any warnings or, or uh, alerts or anything. Um, so, you know, getting getting back again to uh, Missouri, I I had no idea that there was so many uh, recent sightings. And I'm looking on the uh, Missouri MUFON site, and they have this picture. And I'll put this picture up here in a second um, from, I think it was uh, last August, of all the sightings. Um, here's... And this is the first time I'm, I'm using this program and putting this uh, picture on there. So... I mean, all those red dots, those are all sightings, correct? Sighting reports, yes. And yeah. the um, there were a lot of sightings in and around, let's see, I think the top part is Kansas City. Kansas City, a yeah. A lot going around down by Springfield. We have a lot of sightings down by Springfield. If you can see the red dots that are that one day, that was all August, and they were going key corner from Springfield. And the last sighting was actually reported in Illinois, Quincy, Illinois, a red dot kitty corner all the way up. I guess it's mm -hmm. following Highway 44. Yeah. And that was my, yeah, that was my investigation. And it was really great. Um, three of the people sent in pictures 
And I thought, whoa, and it looked like a, a giant Tic Tac. So I started following that. I went back through the times and found it on flight radar 24. I found the transponder. And then I went back and the one that got um, the picture that came in over Hazelwood, the guy was standing directly underneath it. And so I got to see that it was a Tic Tac, but it had kind of like on either side, it had like these little tiny legs. And I looked it up on the military website and it was a, one of our military reconnaissance balloons that um, oh. they flew, they started it out. And what I didn't realize it was it actually started in Oklahoma, came kitty quarter all the way across and it ended in Quincy, Illinois. And it was doing about 58 miles an hour. So oh. we tracked it all the way across the strait and people were reporting and they were sending in pictures. Um, that was nice that we got to actually um, um, solve that mystery of what that one yeah. was. But there's a lot of them that we just don't. I mean, we, we just don't know what it is. And like they said, the area in and around the, um, uh, the Merrimack River. And then we've also got right now around Springfield, not well, Springfield, Missouri, yes, it's always an active area. Salem, Missouri is a very active area. Kansas City has what they call Bob. Um, it's a light that's been appearing in the sky since I believe 2011. Their news media has been out there twice or more looking at it, filming it. It just really? appears, appears and they've named it Bob. Really? Wow. And then we also, um, another area that, um, oh, of course we have Marley Woods, which is also here in Missouri. That was investigated by uh, Ted Phillips. And that's okay. Missouri Skinwalker Ranch. Really? Yes. So we are a very active state. We've tried to figure out why. We know and this has been going on, like you referenced Piedmont. Piedmont uh -huh. actually started in the late 1960s. Mm -hmm. And it, it's still ongoing today. The reason we don't get as many reports today is the locals are so used to seeing things down there. They don't even report it anymore. It's just passe. The reports really? that we get people that are visiting uh, family members or they're camping in the area. And those are the reports that we get. So really that many in Piedmont? Oh my gosh. Yes. It just, um, wow. Margie Kay, our Missouri MUFON assistant state director, lives at Independence. She's got a website where if you're in the Piedmont area and you spot something, you can report it directly to that site. And uh, we just wrote a book because there's so much going on. The 50th anniversary of the 1973 mm -hmm. Piedmont incident. And it was actually Mill Springs. But the people um, that were involved, Reggie Bone and the basketball team, uh, they, they were from Clearwater High School. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pause the interview at this point. There is so much more to come, especially about Piedmont, Missouri, but that's going to have to wait until next episode. I will have that out next week, but trust me, there is a lot of great information coming from Debbie in the second half, half of our interview. A special thanks to her for taking the time out of her day to chat with me, and I hope you, the viewers, are enjoying listening to her as much as I have. A lot of great information. Speaking of you, the viewer, thank you for tuning in today. Please make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. And if you have a paranormal story to share, please email me at paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. That's paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. And I'll read it on a future episode. Until we meet again for part two of my interview with Missouri MUFON State Director Debbie Ziegelmeyer, stay safe, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode of Paranormal Among Us. Paranormal Among Us.